بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاه والسلام على اشرف الانبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا اما بعد ما بردن سيستر الله سبحانه وتعالى ان سوره الانفال الله سبحانه وتعالى سر وما كان الله ليعذبهم وأنت فيهم وما كان الله معذبهم وهم يستغفرون الله سبحانه وتعالى said which means that Allah will not punish them O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as long as you are with them and Allah will not forgive will not punish them as long as they seek forgiveness whom yastaghfirun as long as they seek forgiveness i remind myself and you obviously our aqeeda about the quran al kareem is that the ayat have their asbab un nuzul the ayat have their circumstances of revelation the reasons why something was revealed but the ayah itself the meaning of the ayah the purpose of the ayah extends for all time it is not restricted to that time of nuzul of the ayah so here the ayah refers to the time of nabi sallallahu when he was alive and when he was with the with his sahaba ridwanullahi alayhi ajma'in but the meaning of the ayah continues till the end of time now you might say allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying wanta fihim when you are among them so now he is not among us because he has passed away so how does this ayah apply to us the way this ayat applies to us is as long as the sunnah of muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam is among us is with us the sunnah of nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam in our times has the same position as the person of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and that is the the karama that is the blessing that is the uh, the azama the greatness of the sunnah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam that even though he is not physically present among us as long as we follow his ways it is as if he is with us and among us right so this is a very important thing to understand the people who understood this for example one of the finest examples is that of imam malik bin uh, anas radhiyallahu anhu rahmatullahi alayhi uh, the great muhaddis the writer of the muwatta and uh, the great teacher of hadith Uh, Imam Malik rahmatullahi before he gave dars of hadith he used to give dars of hadith every day between maghrib uh, asar and maghrib and maghrib and isha he would ha- he would make ghusl and then he would pray two rakat and he would make dua and then he would come and he would sit and he would give the dars of uh, hadith now you might say if you ask somebody the issue usul of tahara and so on so on is it necessary to take ghusl when ghusl is not required i mean the sense of he is not taking ghusl of janaba he is taking ghusl just for the sense of of uh, you know purity and 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 the and the azama of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam right so 
technically speaking according to the sharia is it necessary to take of course no not necessary but why did he do that now this shows the love and the uh, the the izza and the and the azama and the and the uh, you know the the importance of rasulullah sallallahu in his heart and there's a very famous many many story but very famous story once when he was uh, giving dars of hadith and he was speaking suddenly the his students they noticed his face became white as if all the blood has gone from his body and he looked as if he was in great pain but he didn't say anything and you know the alhamdulillah those days people had this adab so no, you did not interrupt the uh, the speaker the, the ustad the sheikh the teacher uh, so they just waited to finish when he finished he collapsed so then they rushed to see what had happened to him and there was a scorpion which had gone up the back of his shirt and that scorpion had bitten him 30 times stung him 30 times ajeeb so because of the pain imagine imagine 30 times one is enough 30 times on his back and he so because of the pain and the in the toxin of the of the of the of the insect uh, you know he collapsed now So they asked him, "Say, you know, why did you do that? Why didn't you? Why didn't you stop? Why didn't you tell us something?" He said, "No, this is the. I'm speaking about the uh, of, of the hadith of Rasulullah Sallam. So I I cannot stop that in 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 the middle. You know, it cannot. Be, this is the adab of the Rasul Alayhi Sallam. So really, I mean, the reason for telling these stories is not because you know to freak you out, but but because so at least this is the." standard okay we don't go, we may not get there but at least we some in our hearts you know the, we, these were the people these were the people who uh, who understood the greatness of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and i told you allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying i will not punish them and as long as you, you are with them imagine if if there is a guarantee that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not punish us that guarantee is the presence of muhammad rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam among us right so think about this that when you mela mela uh, you know keep us safe uh, the important the sunnah now in this context i want to say two other things one is it was the way of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam to explain everything in intricate and minute detail right and there are many 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 hadith about this for example the sahaba at one time they were coming back from a ghazwa they were uh, making wudu on a near a stream or something and nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam said save your heels from the fire save your heels from the fire because they were washing their feet and maybe some he saw he noticed some people were not washing properly the the the, the, the foot has to be washed up to the above the ankle so they were not so he said save your heel now imagine here are people they are praying the alhamdulillah they are doing wudu and so on so forth you might say what is it about the heel no very very important people who learn from him said umar ibn al-khattab radhiyallahu anhu he has been stabbed the stab wound is so deep that if they gave him water water would come out of his out of the wound from his belly he is dying he is lying there uh one of the ansar young men from the ansar he came to see him as he was going sadana versus call him so they called him he said raise your trouser above the ankle 
Huh? Imagine, a man is dying, right? He is dying, he is lying there, he has been stabbed, he is obviously in pain. But he is doing the islah of another young person. What is he saying? Is he saying, don't do shirk? No, no, no. Raise your trouser above the ankle. He said, that is better for your trouser and it is better for your taqwa. So today we might say, no, what is a small thing, minor thing? No, no minor thing. Nothing is minor. Everything is important. From the smallest to the largest. Rasulullah used to teach the Sahaba the principles of and, and the way to do istinja, to how to clean yourself after you urinate, how to clean yourself after you do the big job, after you defecate. Some of the munafiqin, they actually laughed and they, and they objected. And they said, what is this? Your Rasul teaches you such minute things. Salman al-Farsi, he, he re- re- replied to that. He responded to that. He said, yes, he teaches us the smallest things. Because this was the, this was the work of Dawah. This was the uh, responsibility of Rasulullah. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Ya yuhar Rasul, balligh ma unzila ilayka mir rabbik. Wa illam tafal, fama balakta risala. So it is our aqidah, and please understand this very, very clearly. That's why I keep saying, study the deen systematically, number one. Number two, don't just talk. Because, one sentence gets you into Islam. One sentence can take you out of Islam. So don't just talk. If somebody says, if a Muslim says that Rasulullah did not explain something completely or he, did, or he left out something, he did not, you know, totally explain something, that person has left Islam. He is murtad, he has gone out of Islam. Because he is criticizing the Nabi salam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is witness that he completed his job and he completed and this was the this was the Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala like in another place Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said don't recite the Quran quickly do it peacefully Allah will protect you and he will consolidate the Quran and he will protect the Quran and he will make it for you so this was the responsibility of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he gave him the deen and Allah gave him the ability the memory the recall and all that Allah helped him so if, if somebody says Nabi Sallallahu did not explain this, then that person is first of all going against the Quran itself. He, this person is blaming Allah and this person is blaming Rasulullah So this person is out of Islam. What does that mean? It means that if a person is out of Islam and that person dies, then you cannot pray janazah for him, you cannot bury him in the Qabrastan of the Muslims. That person, if he is married, his marriage is Null and void. Broken. If he dies, then his children cannot inherit from him because he has died as a non-Muslim. It's not simple. It's a very, very serious thing. So if that happened, what must you do? Immediately make istighfar and tawbah and re-enter Islam. If you did that deliberately, then you actually have to go and repeat your nikah and everything else. But, inshallah, not deliberately, you know, just lose talk. So please, be very careful. No loose talk. There is no loose talk in Islam. This tongue, Nabi Sallallahu in another beautiful hadith, he said two, two places. He said, guarantee me two things and I will guarantee you. Another said, what? He said, what is between your jaws and what is between your legs? Purity of character and this tongue, control on this tongue. In another hadith, he held his tongue like this. 
and he said this will take more people into jahannam than anything else he said ya rasulullah this tongue he said yes the tongue because we say anything so my advice to myself and you my brothers and sisters please don't just that's why learn the deen so you know and again remember one thing if somebody else is saying this kind of stuff if you sit there then you are with them so don't say well, you know i didn't say it but i i had i was there and no 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 either you stop them or if you cannot stop them leave leave allah subhanahu wa taala revealed the quran with this allah subhanahu wa taala said you are making fun of allah and his rasul and allah says then you if you are sitting with them allah said leave them until the talk is changed otherwise if you are sitting with them then you are with them so please let us guard our iman the iman is a very precious thing imagine just think about this in the ahadith about miraj rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said he is describing the size of things so he says the first heaven compared to the second heaven is like a ring you know ring on your finger like a ring in a desert first heaven compared to second heaven like a ring in a desert second compared to third like a ring in a desert and he went all the way to sir then he said over all that is wasiya kursiyuhu samawati wal ard we are not talking about the arsh the kursi right and above the kursi and big in the sense we cannot understand is the arsh of allah now think about this under the arsh of allah who will get shade this earth this whole planet is less than 1 grain of sand on a beach astronomically speaking right actually astronomically speaking less than 1 grain of sand on a beach on this earth how many human beings are there this arsh of allah is so it's impossible we cannot think how big but under the arsh the only people who will get shade are the people who say la ilaha illallah muhammadur rasulullah can you imagine that huge arsh is not enough to give you shade if you leave the deen of muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam it's not a matter of the size of the arsh it's the matter of being permitted to be under the arsh that is the value of la ilaha illallah muhammadur rasulullah the value of this one kalima is that inshallah we ask allah for this it will give us the shade of the arsh on the day when there is no shade except his allahumma adhillana tahta arshuk laum yawma la dhilla illa dhilluk oh allah give us the shade of your arsh on the day when there is no shade except his that is the value of so don't lose it don't lose it by loose talk and if somebody else is talking either stop them tell them sorry excuse me this talk is kufr or get up and go away if you can't tell them whatever reason go away don't talk we ask allah subhanahu wa taala to help us and to be to be obedient to him and to help us to do what is pleasing to him and to save us from that which is not beneficial for us and which is not pleasing to him sallallahu alaihi wasallam وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين برحمة الله